Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 80 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business, and more. We like to bring you tips and ideas for a changing world and to give you to things to think about, too. As always, we have a lineup of interesting guests. Today's guest is absolutely no exception whatsoever. And before I hand over to Kathleen, a personal note for those of you who watch a lot of these episodes, and we know there's many that do, you'll notice I've lost my beard. And it's no, it's not a year's resolution. It is just, I'd had it for a year, it had outlived its usefulness, so it has gone. And I'm told I look a little younger, which is always good. So with that little bit of personal uh, advertisement, I will hand over to our co-host and welcome Kathleen from Waterloo. How are you, Kathleen? Hello, Peter, and looking good, looking good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank you. Um, and thank you all so very much for tuning in to our show. We so appreciate you. And we love reading your comments. So do please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And if you're enjoying our shows, please remember to subscribe. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Jonathan Mancilla or Johnny. He is the founder of Johnny Studios. It's a recording studio that offers audio, visual production, podcasting and marketing services. So welcome, Johnny, how are you? Hello, hello, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Good to have you. Well, Johnny, let's start a bit with your background. Just tell us, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you became so interested in the audiovisual production process. Well, that's a really, really funny story. So ever since I was really young, um, I, I kind of gravitated towards media. So it all started when I had like this old, old webcam and then I really got into animation, but just stop motion. So I would literally take a picture and, and then I found like a really basic software that would let me put another picture and then it would play it in a sequence. Mm -hmm. So I got fascinated with that. And then as I started growing a bit more, there was another software called Toon Boom, I believe, I think it's still around where I could actually do a full show um, so I started developing like an actual cartoon and then I realized, you know what, I want to have, uh, I want to have a cartoon about this band called Center Rush. And it was just like a made up, a made up band and their adventures, it was going to be a three piece band because I've always wanted to have a band, but this is before I knew I even know anything about music. So then it turns out, I was like, all right, in order to do this cartoon, I'm going to have to learn guitar because I'm gonna to have to like play music in it if it's gonna be about a band, right? So my older sister, my parents actually got her a guitar, but they didn't know that there was two different types. There's left-handed guitars and then just normal guitars, right? And she was left-handed. So it was just there in the corner collecting dust. And here's me, I'm, I think I'm like 13 or 14 and I'm just literally like, okay, I'm gonna start learning this on my own. It was really beat up and then I, I told I told my parents like can I get a new guitar and they were like they're they're very I, I really I'm really grateful for this because I had a lot of friends that had like a bunch of guitars and all these things but my parents were like we'll get you a new guitar if you can learn 10 full songs so I was like okay so I just literally locked myself in my bedroom I wasn't as focused in school because I would just be like anxious to go home <laughs> and play <laughs> so then I would get home and play and then 
literally like a few months later, I, I showed and I, I recorded 10 full songs just on a crappy camcorder. And then I showed my dad and that day we went to go buy an electric guitar. Wow. But that's when everything kind of exploded because I forgot about animation. I didn't want to learn more about that. I was just like, okay, what song can I learn like that I love? Can I keep progressing in this, right? And then I started songwriting as well. And then when I was 15 years old for my birthday, I realized when like I was super into music, right? So I even actually did start a band and we were called Center Rush, which is pretty ironic and funny. <laughs> um, but then we went to the audio store and I wanted to learn how to record. Cause again, I started calling up places when I was 15 recording studios and I was just like, how much would it cost to record my band? And I realized it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars that I just did not have. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make it my mission to learn this inside out. So that way I can record whenever I want, whenever I want. So I, I essentially did that. And then we went to the store and for my birthday, they got me an audio recorder, uh, two inputs with XLR, where I can literally have two microphones at the same time. And then I just dove in. So everything I've done, in terms of education, I like learning things as I go and as I'm doing. So I'll literally jump into it. And if I don't know something, I'll go research it. And then I'll just keep going. And that's how I started off. And then I started recording any friends I could, recording myself and just keep developing my skills. And as I ran into roadblocks, I would just keep in building on top of that knowledge. And then I got to the point where I was like, all right, it's going to be worth it to invest in my education. So I started paying for online courses where I taught I was getting taught by the people that I looked up to. So people that have produced for like Beyonce and for all these different types of artists that are really big in the scene. Cause I, again, I don't want to learn from someone that doesn't have the results that I mm -hmm. wanted to get. And that's slowly how I started processing it. I went to school for marketing at Conestoga college mm -hmm. and uh, the reason I did that is because I realized I wanted to turn this, I, I didn't know, but I knew that everything required marketing, right? So me as a brand, as like my, like my goal was to be a full-time musician, but I was like, I'm going to need to know how to market myself to do this. It was funny. There was a pivotal moment as I started releasing my own music and it started getting better sonically. I started getting people to reach out through Instagram, Facebook. They said like, did you master this song? Did you mix this? Who recorded this for you? And then when I tell them it was all me, they were like, oh, can you do it for me? I'll actually pay you. And that's when the light bulb went off in mm -hmm. my head. Like, mm -hmm. hmm, maybe I can actually turn this into a business. So by this time I got, I got a bit older and I, I, I it's funny because from for, in Conestoga, I started in the international BBA program, which was four years. I did one full year and I realized it was just so much. It was like seven courses, but I thrived in the marketing. I was really good at presenting and, and Google Analytics and all the things to, to help growth. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go down. I took all those credits and then I just did the, the two-year diploma in Conestoga College for marketing, which was great because they have a lot of practical things. Mm -hmm. But as soon as that was done, I decided to open up my studio. Because from this point on, I was literally just working from my bedroom in my parents' place. I hadn't even moved out at the time. So I had built up some savings and I, I, there was an opportunity to rent this, this place in downtown Kitchener for about like 500 bucks a month. So it wasn't too expensive. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. Let's try this. 
so I go, I open it up, I, I set it up all nice. And then I realize clients aren't super consistent, especially <laughs> when you're starting out. So even if I had a few clients here and there before, I was literally in the studio space burning money each month. And then I was just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So the funny story of it is I needed something flexible. So I got into Uber mm -hmm. and I was Ubering literally just to break even. And the beautiful part about that is I could, if I had a gig or if I had someone that wanted to come record, I would stop Ubering and then I would go there and then I would record the session and then I would continue Ubering. So it was way more flexible, right? But it was definitely hard. Um, and then the opportunity came to rent out a place in Uptown Waterloo and slowly things started growing. Um, and then now I have my studio in Uptown Waterloo. We've expanded not just to music, but now we do audiobooks virtually. We do podcasting as well. So podcast editing, podcast mixing and mastering. Um, and we even run entire shows. And of course, any music production, mixing, mastering, recording. And now I have multiple interns and, and people working with me and we're, we're kind of like a team and we even dabble in marketing as well. So it's kind of like I combined everything I loved into one thing, uh, but it's crazy how I got into this because I was dabbling around with an animation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that was a little long. That's all right. No, that was that was a lovely story, and and I think inspiring for don't you, Kathleen? For absolutely. No, we we're a little bit more advanced in years than you, so it's really good to see someone that's um, taken what they started as a hobby and really enjoy and built a business out of it. I think that's a huge inspiration for people who'll be watching the show later. People who don't know what they want to do with life, or they've lost their job because of the lockdown and sitting at home, and they see your example. That that's good. What what's the sort of timescale we're talking about from from taking your first space for your studio in, in Kitchener to where you are now are we talking a few years yeah so it all happened so just like linear but I would say yeah because right now I'm 26 and then I think I opened the studio well I always had it open even in my bedroom you know but at the same mm -hmm. time the transition I don't know I would say it, it took like two to three years, something like that, where I actually started to see some momentum and some growth. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, it was definitely very difficult when I, when I Ubered, but I learned a lot, you know, and sure. I was still living with my parents. So I had that cushion when I just took the plunge. And then as it started growing, when I went into the new space, then I also moved out as well. So it mm -hmm. kind of, it kind of just happened with my growth. Right. Excellent. Very good. Very good. So I was going to ask you, um, something that I, we picked up from your website and you were talking about polishing up the production process. So, so why is, for other people who are doing their own videos, for instance, um, why is that so important? So now more than ever, people don't realize that video is extremely important, but audio is at least 50%. If mm -hmm. you have a high quality video, like with the perfect effects and everything, but the audio is not good, or there's something very distracting in the background or something that gets away from the message, the people aren't going to resonate well with it because we're in a time now where people are listening to their audio just on their phones. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not even taking the time to hook up to amazing speakers. So now you have to, you have to compensate for that by making sure you have clean crystal clear audio 
that even on your phone won't be crazy distorted and, and, and not even being able to actually listen to what the people are saying. Right. So I think that's where the value lands in it. And again, that's with video and audio, but now audio as well is exploding. As you guys know, mm-hmm. podcasting is becoming super popular as well as audiobooks. For me, I love reading, but I simply sometimes don't have the time or I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I'll start yeah. a book and then I'll, I'll fall asleep because <laughs> yep. I'm not like a natural reader. So audiobooks has been huge for me. I can literally be in the car listening to an audiobook. I can be washing the dishes. I can be doing any kind of like task and be focused in on an audiobook or a podcast. So I've seen a lot of trends in growth within that area as well. Okay, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Kathleen, over to you. So we know that you also produce commercials. Do you work directly with the clients or do you work through agencies when you do that? So it depends. Uh, usually it's directly with the clients and we do all different types of things as well, right? So from online commercials that people are going to run on Facebook advertising, for example, all the way to we've worked with a company called Baker Tilly. They're like, a huge accounting firm in Toronto and all they wanted was a video of the the CFO for this online portal that they were creating for like a huge event because now everything's online right Mm -hmm. so they just they contacted us we went we filmed it we edited it and we edited the audio so one of our biggest competitive advantages too is we're not just a video production company our main focus is audio so whenever you get a video project with us We'll take that exact expertise that we've had, the ears that we've had learning on this to make sure the audio is amazing as well, right? So you get like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, do you, just uh, to expand on that, so do you come up with the script when you're doing the commercials for these clients or do they come up with something themselves or it's completely it's completely project-based okay so we do help a lot with the creative but there's some times where they already have their script um, and they'll just ask for our feedback and we'll be like you know what maybe remove this word it'll flow better because Mm -hmm. of our experience we Mm -hmm. can kind of guide them so anything creative but we we can help with the entire scripts and same with music videos like we recommend locations we recommend places where we think based on the music that, that they're showing us where we think it'll resonate best, where it can be really eye-catching once they actually put it online. So do you actually do the direction as well um, during the music videos? So you do? Yes. You do, okay. Wow. Full direction. But again, it, it really depends on the client. Some clients are very, very nitpicky and they'll just want to collaborate with us to get our opinion. Other clients, they want us to do the entire thing where we'll will guide them fully right so we for us it's all about adding value to the client and making sure they get the best product possible by any means you know we've even sometimes referred people to another company if we don't think it's in our ballpark mm-hmm. right so okay. that's kind of our mm-hmm. motto and that's that to me that's the best marketing is a sure. super super overly delighted client that's the best marketing <laughs> absolutely no you're absolutely right with that one Looking at, at pod, your podcasting service that you provide for people um, and podcast or video, I know that you have a basic podcast service. So what does that entail? Do people, uh, would your clients come to your studio to record that podcast or do they send you the file? How does that work? So it, it's funny because before COVID, we did have 
like our clients coming in to record the full podcast, mm -hmm. but we realize now that everything's going remotely. So we did make that switch. So right now our basic podcast package offers basic editing, right? So we will, there, there's a lot of times, like, for example, you guys are very well trained and you can tell you have really good flow, but we've had clients where they'll stumble on a word and there's a lot of white face that there's something crazy in the background, like a dog mm -hmm. barking. Um, there's all these different things that take place and we can actually listen to the episode. We cut out all that extra fluff. We remove the background noise and then we leave it. So it's a beautiful listening experience to their audience. Right. right. So it's just kind of, they can have that peace of mind. Um, and then it goes all the way from that, which is like, the lowest level to like the highest package where we'll handle everything. Right. And then we also have add-ons where we can do the linear notes so we can come up with the titles, the description, um, and, and everything, right. Even a custom intro, the sky's the limit. Okay. Interesting. So for the benefit of our audience, it doesn't matter what level they're at, that you can provide for them with a, <clears throat> the level of service that's best for them. And, and I'm looking ahead, you know, we, this is a lot of work as you, as you know, because you're in the game. So Kathleen oh, yeah. and I do do sometimes four interviews a week and, and we upload at least two every week. And, and that's several hours work with the editing and that. So, you know, we were thinking as we get bigger and expand and maybe open another channel, we can't handle it. So do we get an intern in or do we come to someone like you? So that's that's a 100%. possibility. So just use us as an example. We, we're happy with recording on Zoom. That's our, our medium. And then we spin off the audio only file onto the podcast and Pandora and all those channels. Um, so if we were to say, Johnny, can you give us a service? We'll send you the raw MP4 file from Zoom. You can do everything thereafter, put in the titles and anything we want. Yeah, so usually we try to keep it separate in terms of account management because mm -hmm. we think the clients should always have access and own the passwords and everything to their accounts sure. just so there's no discrepancy. But we try to make the entire process very, very simple. Um, again, whether you're on Zoom or whether you're in a different platform, we also use a platform for our top tier um, that allows for the full, what do you call it? Full audio quality mm -hmm. that Zoom caps it to kind of save some space. And then we will actually take that audio and then they don't even have to do anything, right? right. But for Zoom, what we recommend is that there's an option where you can have, um, you can record two separate tracks or mm -hmm. in this case, three. Um, and then we'll take those three files once you send that over, we, we literally listen back to them. We edit it. We cut out all the fluff. Uh, we'll add your intro and then we'll export it in one final MP3. That's the perfect format to upload into wherever you're hosting this podcast, right. whether it be Podbean or Anchor, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have that all set. Then there's additional add-ons that make your life easier in case you want um, the, the, the title and description, right? The linear yeah, sure. notes. Sure. And sure. so, and we, the reason we did that as add-ons is because we realized some people love naming their own posts, but some people, they might like not have the time. And then you're like, you know what, we'll just add it on for this one. And we'll be like, sure, sure thing. And then we give them usually three options of three different titles. And then just one nice description. That's not too long, not too short that you can just copy and paste. And then a lot of the time they'll pick the title they like the best. Maybe they tweak it a little bit if they find they need to, 
but it's it's literally it saves them a lot of time on each episode, okay. right? Right, and you do the same with video as well, presumably. Uh, yes, yes, but we, okay. we focus on the podcast mainly on audio, but audio. we do, do video as well. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great. I think that would give our audience a good idea of what you could do using us. And it's something we might well come and talk to you about in the future too. Kathleen, over to you. So what type of professionals or businesses would need a personal brand video? Um, anyone, anyone. Right now from, we've worked with industrial companies all the way to startups, all the way to musicians. I think it all depends on your goals. And right now, more than ever, personal branding is huge. Mm. Like you can have different companies and things, but what will open up the door is your personal brand mm -hmm. and people getting to know you online. There's people making millions of dollars by running different types of ads with just their face. And I'm sure you both have seen it on your Facebook feed, oh, yeah. right? Where they're literally in front of the camera. They have an amazing message. It's a professional video. It, it looks great. It sounds great. And you get to know the person face to face, even though they're bombarding you with ads, if they do it right, and they're coming from a genuine place and they have an awesome product or service or something that's gonna add value to you. And it's not like like a scammy thing. It's something that they've, that's actually what they do. Right. It'll work. Like there's there's multiple times where I've even, I've even seen an ad so many times and then I look into it and I'm like, you know what? This is actually gonna really help me in my process. Um, to give you an example, there's this app called Hero Post. So, you know, Hootsuite is like so mm -hmm. much a month. This one was a one-time fee of like 247 US. And I can basically upload unlimited social channels to upload all my content. So I was like, okay, wow, this is really cool. I looked into it. I looked at the reviews. I purchased it. I'm super happy and I'm not paying monthly for that. So mm -hmm. again, that's the power of Facebook. That's the power of personal brand video. I think as long as you have a product or service to sell, personal brand video is very important, right? Again, it all depends on your goals too, because there's a lot of companies, even mine included to some extent, that they just grow their business through word of mouth. And I still think that's amazing because it means you're doing a great job um, with your current clients. But if you really want that exposure and that brand maximization, mm -hmm. personal brand video is really important. Right. Right. Uh yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm going to think mention something here, and that is you're talking about background and professionalism. To me, I, I've, being a novice guitar player, and that's a whole different story, and I'm not very good, but seeing a guitar in the background, and it looked a bit like a Martin that I once had as well. To me, that, that tied in so well with your story, right? So it's perhaps yeah. accidental <laughs> that you just happen to have it there, but it's part of the overall... Um, image that we get of you is you're talking music, you're talking recording, and there's a guitar in the background. So wonderful. I thought that was really <laughs> If I can just continue, yes. I know Kathleen wants to ask you something else, but uh, where are you on the musician track right now? You're, or are you totally involved in the podcasts, editing, marketing? Do you still get time to play music? Yes, I do. Um, but this year specifically, it has been more heavily towards growing the studio. Mm -hmm. um, but I always make time for music. And it's funny because it's always like these crossroads. For example, I started with music and that's what was able to get me clients because mm -hmm. when people want to know, they want to know, oh, what have you recorded, right? So you can show them, I could show yeah. them my own songs, right? And, oh, is that you? Like, oh, that's awesome, right? So Again, I'm always trying to improve my sound, improve my music, because again, 
that can show even better results to any future clients. So it goes hand in hand. Sure. Um, one thing that I've been struggling with lately is kind of separating it because now that like Johnny Studios is my life, it's kind of hard to go to that to that like creative mode where I'm like, okay, I need to I need to work on my own personal music and just dive in like I used to, where I could just mm -hmm. spend nights and nights just working on a song, right? Um, so now I actually, I actually went to this, to this course where we get paired with students where we'll be producing a song start to finish and we'll have three songs completed in one month. And this has wow. really helped me get accountable because, you know, if you don't set, if you don't set deadlines, it just, it's not going to happen. You know, things come up, client projects come up. So having this where I need to literally submit something is just keeping me accountable. And I think that's something everyone can learn. Even if you don't do an online course, try to commit money into something where you're like, all right, I'm gonna complete this by this date. If not, I have to give my friend a hundred dollars. And yep. that really does work for productivity. <laughs> for sure, no, it, it does, it does. Yeah, I, I got something else to ask you in a moment, but I wanna ask Kathleen if she's got something else to ask you. Um, I was just gonna ask you, how, how do people contact you? So there's multiple ways to contact me. Um, I would say the best way is through my website, mm -hmm. johnnystudios.com. So J-O-N-Y studios.com. And then if you just click on the contact us or get started button, that will go to our contact form. And on that contact form, there's a schedule a call button um, that goes to kind of like a scheduler where you can pick your time. And then I'll reach out by phone then and we can talk about your project there's my email as well, or you can just fill out the form and then know exactly what, what you're looking for and, and what you're into. But again, either or. I, I love having calls, but I also like having emails too. So whichever way is best. And I would urge, I would urge all of our uh, listeners out there to go to your website, actually, because um, you do provide some snippets of your own music and it's really good. So mm -hmm. congratulations. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. And, um, you know, we know a lot of people like Facebook. So are you, do you have a page on Facebook for your studio? Yes. Yes. So we're on all social medias as Johnny Studios, okay. J-O-N-Y Studios. I always spell that first name because a lot of people sometimes will call it uh, Joni. Um, oh, so it's Johnny. Johnny. That's just the funny story about that is when I was, uh, I think it was, middle school or even before that I would just write on notebooks and I would spell Johnny J-O-N-Y and even for an art project I did that so when I was gonna actually name the studio I decided to call it this because Johnny the way it's spelled traditionally is super popular so it's very yes. easy to get lost in the mix when you're in search results or anything but now when people search J-O-N-Y studios my studio will come up first so it's a lot easier for people to find me. That's, That's right. I, with a name like Peter Wright, you know how lost I get in in social media <laughs> on the website. <laughs> but look for the old guy who used to have a gray beard, and then people find me. You know, so <laughs> there's pros and cons for that. Well, that was really good. Before we go, we have a couple of minutes left. Once you've done video production for someone, or either the whole thing, or just help them out, you mentioned digital digital marketing on your website. Where do you take that for mm -hmm. your clients? So it all depends. Um, we've even done branding and built a logo and website from the ground up mm -hmm. for even a house building company called Blue Orchard Homes. Um, so again, we're, we're creative services. Yeah, our focus is on audio and media, 
but we can take your entire branding for growth. And then we also do have expertise in Facebook ads, in Instagram ads, in getting your word out there. Um, but again, that's usually the last piece of the pie. Uh, we, we tend to focus more on the advertising portion of it. So graphic design, you know, cover art, anything around that realm, but we, we do help in any way we can. We also do search engine optimization. Again, all the tools that I've used to kind of be seen, a lot of our clients come directly from Google. And the reason for that is because of the search engine optimization and yes. things we've done to our website and marketing best practices to actually get that traffic. Mm -hmm. right. Very important. And I think you mentioned earlier, Google Analytics, a lot of people, entrepreneurs and small business owners struggle with Google Analytics, or they just don't have time. So you can interpret that, that data for them as well, I believe. A hundred percent. And if I, if I could leave the, your audience with one huge tip about SEO is blogging. Um, people don't, people don't take time to do this, but it is huge blogging. So what do I mean by this? What does your audience need help in? Right. I think you've seen these articles where it's like seven tips to like, I have one that is how to record your podcast remotely on zoom. A lot of people didn't know they could do that where they could have separate channels. Mm -hmm. I made that into a blog, a step-by-step -step with pictures. And that's already generating a lot of traffic because Google will see that. And when people search, sure. how do I do that? Boom, my blog comes up. So that's, that's the number one tip I would say for SEO. It's huge. There's also a bunch of other things you can do, but this is one that I've noticed that has done the most impact for sure. We found exactly the same with the yes. various websites we have. Thank you, Johnny. Well, we're about out of time. So I'm going to hand for me. Thank you. Thanks to our audience for listening. If you like our show, please subscribe. And then you don't miss the next exciting episode. And from me, it's back to Kathleen. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Johnny. It really was, uh, it was great to get to know you better. So thank you for that. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in becoming a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>